This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're on our website, click on that radio page to check out past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, or Spotify. Also, feel free to visit our YouTube page by typing in Safe Harbor Retirement Group to watch videos on different financial topics. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. And remember, all meetings are complimentary with no obligation. Well, today we have a special guest, Michael Bigger from Gradient Investments. And I think it's going to be a really a, a great show just to kind of see where the market is today, kind of where it's going. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we've done since actually since 2009 is we've used Gradient Investments as a, a portfolio manager for all of our clients. So we have a great relationship with them. They manage all of the money that we actually work with, you know, for our clients in the market today. We'll kind of talk about that. But before we kind of bring Mike on, let me introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you? I am so good, Corey. Thanks for having me on the show. Love being here with you every week. And this is going to be a good one. Uh, You get the A-listers as guests on the show. Uh, Mike, Michael Binger, president of Gradient Investments is here. And I know our listeners may have seen Michael on uh, uh, CNBC and different uh, financial channels, Fox Business. And uh, Mike, you've been around the block a few times when it comes to the financial world. Well, I'm not going to say how long I've been in this industry. I don't really want to age myself here too much, but let's say it's it's, it's decades, not years. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, my clients like that, though. Yeah, that's we love the experience. Well, uh, I'm uh, I'm excited about today's show, Corey, and I know Corey, you've been busy too, right? I have been busy. You know, actually, we're all together up here in Minneapolis, uh, up here for a uh, you know a, a a little convention or a little bit of a a show up here, and uh, you know, this is one of the busiest times of the year for us. It's hard to believe that I'm actually in Minneapolis today. And it's 75 degrees here in the middle of November. It's a beautiful day here, yes. But that's that's exactly where we kind of sit today. The fall's been great. Uh, Been able to get out and do golfing. You know, for you guys, the Vikings are winning. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we love it. Six and one. Yep, Yep. six and one. And then here we are. The Browns even won a game the other day as well. So uh, Yeah, they did. Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, yeah, it's a a good time of the year. You know, a lot of people are going to think about retiring, Yep. right? And, you know, it's been a... You know, we've had such a good market over the last 10 to 12 years that uh, sometimes people forget about, you know, there are downtimes. You know, we always, you know, talk to our clients about, you know, when you when you actually, you know, invest in the market, there's more good years and bad years in the market. And you just mm-hmm. kind of have to remember that. But, you know, Mike, just kind of 
give us your thoughts of, you know, from now until the end of the year, where do you kind of think the market's going to go? And then what are we kind of looking at it here in 2023? Yeah. So as you talked about, it's, it's been a more difficult year this year. Um, you, you know, the issues in the market and why we've corrected it's because inflation has really gotten out of control in the country. Um, that's pretty well known. Um, the market certainly has seen that and it's reflected in its price correction. You know, the fact that inflation is in the eights still, 8% percentage points. Um, and the bond market has been troublesome too. Usually when stocks correct, bonds are, you know, hold up well and they're that kind of ballast or area of safety, you know, where people invested and they have what's called a balanced portfolio. But this year, because inflation has cropped up, and the Federal Reserve Bank has had to raise interest rates to combat inflation, the bond market has not done well either. So it doesn't matter if you've been in stocks or if you've been in bonds. Um, it, it's been a troublesome year this year. Uh, you know, Some folks thought that Bitcoin and cryptocurrency would be the safe haven, but that's certainly turned out not to be the case. Right. Um, but w- like you said, y- you know, we've been, the last decade, we've had returns that have been very positive returns, well above long-term averages. You know, we know that about every three out of four years, the market's going to be up, and then we're going to have that fourth year that's down. And even though we know it's coming, then we know we'll see those in the stock market. No one really likes it, um, but they do happen. But I'm a big believer that in, in the long term, you know, the U.S. is still the best place to invest. You know, we have some of the biggest corporations in the world. We have some of the best technology in the world. We have the strongest capital markets around the globe. Um, so I think the U.S. economy, the U.S. worker very resilient. We will bounce back. We always do. Every mm-hmm. time they say it's a little different, it never turns out to be different. We always bounce back. And I think that as we look into 2023, we're going to see, you know, we're going to get back to more of a growth area in the stock market again. So, you know, just from maybe from an international perspective mm-hmm. real quick, um, this this war, you know, in Russia and Ukraine just keeps dragging on. Do you see that really having like a major impact on the U.S. market, is it just more of a global market or everyone's just kind of dealing with it now because it's we don't know when it's going to end? Well, it's it's been going on for, uh, you know, I, I'm going to say roughly nine months now. Yeah. So, you know, if nothing else, we get, we get buffered with news flow all the time, and I think people are just kind of used to it now. Um, you know, when it first started, the first month, it, it was front and center on everyone's TV, and now it's just a little bit on the back burner. I think Europe is going to feel the pinch and, and some countries in really Northern Africa and the Middle East, uh, they're going to feel the pinch a little bit. Europe's going to feel the pinch in energy when winter comes because they're, you know, they got a lot of their oil and gas from Russia. Um, I, I think some of these European countries in, in the Middle East and, and Northern Africa are going to feel the pinch on food prices because a lot of grain is shipped out of Ukraine and Russia down there, and that's certainly going to be in shorter supply this year. But overall, the world adjusts to international conflicts. I mean, I... I you know, I'm I'm 62 years old, and I don't think I've ever remembered a year where there hasn't been some international conflict somewhere sure. around the world. And this is just going on. It's more, it's a bigger one this time around. Oh yeah. So, you know, the way I look at it is, you know, being a, a registered investment advisor, you know, we have two options, right? I could actually go out and manage the money myself, um, or the way I kind of look at it is, we kind of we we kind of actually do double management for our clients. You know, it's my job to to work with the client, to understand their risk levels, to understand their long-term goals, and even short-term goals. 
And and then based off of that, I, we work with you to pick the portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then from that point forward, you manage the portfolio for our clients. And, you know, we you have 20 to 25 different types of portfolios mm-hmm. based upon all kind of different risk levels. And I just think it's a, it's a great way for us to be able to work with clients, but more importantly, to make sure that they have true professionals managing their portfolios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I kind of look at, you were talking football earlier, so let's do an analogy there a little bit. I, I, I mean, really, well, you know, as, as the local advisor, I mean, your clients, you're really the quarterback or the coach, you know, for the team that's going to help serve their all their financial needs and objectives. I mean, and that could be insurance or that could be financial planning or, or, or tax planning or investing. Sure. Um, but, you know, a quarterback doesn't, you know, throw the ball and then catch it himself and run, or he doesn't hand the ball off to himself. Well, some quarterbacks run, but they're not running backs or they don't block. Um, But you really are the the general manager, the coach, the quarterback, however you want to put it, of of a client's complete financial picture. And then when you get in those silos of insurance or investments or those areas, I mean, then you lean on the experts who are doing that day in and day out 24 seven. And I think it's a great system and it really benefits clients over time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree with that. Um, it allows me to focus more on them and I don't have to worry about what stocks to go out or, you know, ETFs to buy or, mm-hmm. or anything like that. So it allows me to really focus on them and, and not have to worry about, you know, the, the money, the actual the portfolio side of it. So, you know, of course, one of the things that I think as we kind of progress, you know, through the years, you, you know, when you're in your 30s, 40s and 50s, you know, the one thing that I would probably say is you're in growth, you know, you're more growth oriented. You know, you want to be able to invest in things with very little bonds, right? More than likely. So you can get those growth years. But, you know, as you kind of approach retirement, those late 50s, early 60s, or even if you are retired, your whole dynamics kind of change. Your risk level drops quite a bit. Um, and I think one of the things that that I found, but I'll kind of let you kind of, you know, expand on this, is some of the different products and portfolios that you've come out with, you know, lately has really been a, it's, it's really more targeted. I really believe to those people that are just wanting, I can get a decent return, Yep. but more, but, but more important, I can also get a little bit of protection of what I'm actually invested into. Yes. So you're really referring to our buffered index portfolios. Um, it's not a new uh, investment strategy for us. We've been, we've been at this for several years, but we've gotten, you know, quite skilled and very expert in it because it resonates with our advisors that work with us and their clients. And really what it does is it allows clients to participate in the upside of the market while also giving them some downside protection if the market's down. Um, and, and we all know that Corey, there's no free lunch out there. So, the ability to have, say, let's say, 15% downside protection, which means that the first 15% down in the market, your the, the client is actually down zero. I, I mean, there's a trade-off for that, right, for that protection. And the trade-off is, is that you, with that, you're capped on the upside. But our caps are, you know, close to 20% on an annual basis, which is sure. attractive. And, and And most folks these days, if they can get a 20% return in the stock market per year, that's pretty attractive. And if they can also have some downside protection, even better. That helps people sleep well at night. And and that's why it's really resonating, especially in these volatile markets. Yeah. I mean, I I know we've moved, we've not moved, but we have quite a few of our clients invested into something where you can make, 
you know, right now, if you go look at the caps that are actually coming out here for the for the end of November, mm-hmm. I mean, you have uh, is it a? I think one's uncapped with a ten buffer or fifteen buffer. Uh, has a has a fifteen buffer. Yeah, it, it's uncapped on the upside. Uh, we're we're in a real unique environment right now where interest rates have gone up. Uh, volatility on the market is still pretty high, and when you get those two things happening at the same time you're able to get some pretty darn good returns on these type of investment portfolios. And, and a lot of times that what we're looking at is for a client to have to keep this money in there for anywhere from 18 months to, to two years. Mm-hmm. And it's not an annuity. So the, the money is still liquid if you need to be able to get there. But I think one of the unique things, I think and with the way interest rates are, the way they've been climbing, it's also had a, 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 a another benefit on a different type of buffer where you can actually have a, a an 100% buffer that we can have for our clients right now as well. That That is true. Um, you, you know, we've really gotten to a point now where, where these terms, I, I and, and it won't last. You know, these are pretty attractive terms. But we can protect principal with 100% buffer, and we still have a two-year cap of 26.8%. <laughs> on the S&P 500, so it's not like some esoteric, and this is the S&P 500, the largest and most liquid index in the world, frankly. Um, And you can participate in two years all the way up to 26.8%, which is about 13% per year, and you don't have any risk of loss on the downside. So, I I mean, to me, that's a win-win scenario. I mean, one of the things that that I've been able to utilize with with the buffered outcomes right now especially where bonds have not done well. And, mm-hmm. and I think the outlook for that's a little bit, I mean, the outlook on that is not as, as, is probably good for 2023 as well, but it's allowed us to actually put some money in there with protection into the, in, into the buffered outcomes. It's completely liquid and overall it still can lower the risk level. You know, we can use annuities or life insurance or whatever else when we look at the overall the overall strategy, but I think it's positioning us or our firm and my clients more importantly in a position where right now they're not fully loaded into bonds mm-hmm. because bonds are, you know, some of our portfolios are down what 10% this year, a good year, you know, a few years ago when the bonds were doing really well, we might make five or 6%. Mm-hmm. And when the market does come back, I think you're going to see more of the stock portion come back of course quicker than we're going to be able to see that on the bonds. Right. I, I think interest rates are going to stay elevated for, you know, I'm, I'm going to say for the intermediate term, which means if you invest in bonds today, you'll get, you know, you'll get some income as far as coupon payments. But if interest rates keep going up, you know, when interest rates go up, bond prices come down. So even though you're getting a decent interest rate or coupon, that may get eroded by by prices coming down on the bond and, and neutralize that. Sure. So, I think the Buffered Outcomes ETF portfolio is a great way to have a balanced portfolio without using bonds. Yep. I mean, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah, because a lot of, to- a lot of times uh, people usually look uh, for safety in bonds when the market's down. Correct. Or precious metals maybe, mm-hmm. gold. But gold and bonds haven't been the, the, the go-to this year. They right? have not, no. Yeah. I mean, our, the, I think the precious bond portfolio that, that, that you guys manage this year's down about 10% through the, you know, through the end of September. I don't know how it finished through October, but. Yeah, the, you know, our, our precious metals portfolio, which yeah. is, you know, gold and silver yep. and, and yep. some of those, you know, more precious metals commodities. Um, 
that's another area of safety when stocks are, are, are correcting. And it, it's been better than the stock market, but it's still been negative. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's important to note because the old 60-40 rule, 60% in stocks, 40% mm-hmm. in bonds, doesn't necessarily work in a year like 2022. No, no. It, 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 and when you look at that 60% stock, that 40% bond portfolio, which is called a, your, your kind of classic balance portfolio, um, it's roughly down 14 15% this year. Yeah. And that's the worst performance since 2008 on that 60-40 portfolio. Wow. And we all remember 2008. Yeah. That was a tough year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Great Recession. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. You know, you know. so one, one thing I would probably say is, you, we have again, we have a lot of different type of portfolios. And, again, everything's managed. We have, you know, stuff that could be 100% stocks or we can do based upon, you know, allocation. We can balance it out with bonds. But, you know, from, from a growth standpoint where the market is today – I mean, when we, at some point in time, we know the market's going to come back, mm-hmm. whether it's going to be, you know, December this year or March of next year, we, but we, at some point in time, we know it's going to be coming back. How do you think you're like, or one of your, you explain it too, but how do you think that maybe the like the contrarian portfolio that you actually guys manage can, can actually benefit clients, you know, when the market does kind of turn around? Okay. So that was two questions. Um, Let's start out with, you know, when do you see the market coming back? Sure. Personally, I feel that a lot of the damage is already reflected in this correction. You you know, I think, I'll give you some reasons why. Uh, I think inflation has peaked. Uh, I mean, it peaked at 9.2% and it's it's coming down. And I I believe that the next report we're going to hear about pretty soon is going to be in the high sevens. Um, And I think the market will like that. Uh, I think that will allow the Fed to not have to be so aggressive in raising interest rates in 2023. Um, secondly, we have a very strong labor market right now still. I mean, anyone who wants a job can find one, and unemployment is below its long-term average of 5%. In fact, it's around 3.7%, which is really low. It'll probably creep up a little higher, but it's still historically low. Um, the economy is slowed down, but it, you know we're not in a deep recession or anything. And then finally, the companies that we invest in, I mean, I, I mean, we just we're, we're just working on our way through third quarter earnings, and those companies that are reporting their earnings, I, I mean, they're still showing some pretty healthy profit and sales growth. So, overall, you know, the stock market's corrected completely due to inflation, but the but the market looks forward. So the stock market already knows we have high inflation, right? And it's seeing that it's peaked, um, and it's corrected already. So the stock market doesn't look back at the bad news that happened and say, "Where are we going to be six months from now?" And I feel we'll be in a better spot six months from now, and that's why I'm more optimistic on the market from this point forward. Yeah. Um, why don't we touch real quick on the new portfolio that you have, which is the which is you know. One of the questions I get more than anything else mm-hmm. is, should I get into crypto? Yep. yep. Right? That's, all, that's, yep. that's always the one. Should I get into crypto? <laughs> Can you actually do that? You know, and we all know what the volatility is like there, right? I mean, it's 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 worse than a regular day in the stock market. Oh, yeah. but yeah. Right. So, yep. um, but you got, but you guys have a, a little bit different angle on it, but it still allows you to kind of be in crypto. Yes. But not necessarily in crypto. Okay. So, You know, crypto was supposed to be this safe haven. If things got tough, it was going to be this global currency. Um, 
It was all going to be based on this blockchain technology. And the more we looked at it, look, I'm, you know, it's a new thing for me and I tend to be skeptical at first, but the more I look at it, the more I realize, you know what, this blockchain technology is, it's in its infancy, it's new, it's going to be around big companies and, and, and economies are starting just ever so slowly to adopt it and use it a little bit. So we believe it's going to be around. Um, we also believe that we need to, you know, maybe folks want to invest in it a little bit and they want to invest in it, not really in the commodity, which is the, you know, like Bitcoin or Ethereum or Dogecoin or something crazy like that, but actually in the companies that provide the technology and the platforms, really the picks and shovels of this blockchain technology as we move forward. We believe that's where investor dollars will flow. That's where money will be made. Uh, we were going to bring out our digital discovery portfolio, which invests in the metaverse, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and blockchain technology. We were going to bring this out in January 1st, so to start it in 2023. Uh, but I made a decision. I mean, I saw that a lot of these companies, their stock prices were way down. Cryptocurrency has corrected a lot. And it may not seem the time to step in when everything is down and low, but generally over time, that's the best time to step sure. in. So that's why right. we accelerated the introduction of the digital discovery portfolio not uh, till, um, and we started it October 1st. Right. Yeah. Well, stocks yeah. are low. You you're buying in. Yes, you are. And that's yeah. that's what most people don't end up doing is buying some low. money. Yeah. I actually uh, personally, yeah. I invested into that yeah, as well. Corey, Corey did. Yeah. Corey yeah. was actually the third account in the uh, oh wow in, in our digital yeah. discovery portfolio. Yeah. I was the first one actually. Wow. I, and then the founder of our company was the second one, and then Corey was third. So wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, and I like the way you're going about it. Not too fast because. You know, I think the typical answer, especially for an advisor who's got to look out for his client's best interests like you do, Corey, you're never going to tell people if they come in, should I invest in crypto? Oh, you're, you're going to say no, because sure. it, there's too much risk at this point still. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could lose but I everything. do like to invest in a lot of the different ones that right. Green has, so I can tell a client that I'm investing oh, yeah. into sure. it as yeah. well. But this is different. Sure. You're not oh, just yeah, going no. out trying no, no. to buy, dealing right. with some 21-year-old no. trying to buy uh, Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. We're not out on Twitter, right. Reddit, you know, trying yeah. to exactly find the latest right. tips or anything. Exactly we're, right. we're, we're investing for the long term in a new and and really technology yeah, yeah. in its infancy. Yeah. Yep. And the in the companies behind mm -hmm. it, which is yep. great. Yep. I think yep. that's a great idea. Well, you know what? We're almost out of time for today's show. Corey, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get more information on some of these portfolios and uh, strategies that Mike has been talking yeah. about. Today. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Mike for joining us here. It's been a 25 minutes or 30 minutes goes pretty quick here. It does. Yeah, it does. But, uh, you know, for our listeners out there, if you want to learn more about the different types of portfolios that we have, the buffered index or the digital discovery, or we have a lot more that we can actually, you know, talk to you about, you can always give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And just remember, all of the meetings that you do have with us are complimentary. There's no obligation. We're here to help and guide you to make sure you can have the best retirement that you can. And again, the best way to do that is to schedule a complimentary, no obligation meeting with us. Again, that phone number is 614-760-0670. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles, and special guest, Michael Binger. 
Join us again soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. This endorsement of Gradient Investments, LLC, is provided by an investment advisor who refers clients to Gradient Investments, LLC. A conflict of interest exists because this investment advisor receives a portion of the annual management fee charged by Gradient Investments, LLC, based on the assets under management of this investment advisor's clients. This endorsement could assist in the investment advisor increasing the assets placed with Gradient Investments, LLC, and therefore their compensation. These investment advisors are not affiliated with or supervised by Gradient Investments, LLC. Endorsing investment advisor is also a client of Gradient Investments, LLC.